that a person can shout, yell wolf in a crowded theater. Hey folks, this is Frank Reynolds, and this is The Lies People Tell, the podcast where we confront the truth and point out the lies, and boy, are there a lot of them. We have a target-rich environment in today's society, and that was the great Nancy Pelosi telling us that you can't cry wolf in a crowded theater, which, I'm sorry, but I beg to differ. I think you should cry wolf in a crowded theater. If there's a wolf in a crowded theater, I want someone to notify everyone. At least I want to know that there's a wolf in there so I can get the heck out because wolves can actually hurt you. I guess Nancy Pelosi just wants to see us all get attacked by wolves in a theater. I mean, honestly, how did we end up with people like that in charge? A person can shout, yell wolf in a crowded theater. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. That's right, Jack. We're all stocked up here. And the world is a crazy place. How did we ever get to uh, this point in our our society, our life, our world, where we have people like Nancy Pelosi and uh, crazy Joe Biden in charge? As the saying goes, this country was founded by geniuses and now being run by idiots. And boy... We got a few of them in there. I mean, on both sides of the aisle, I'm just not going to bash the Democrats. There's some Republicans in there that uh, are pretty questionable, like uh, like uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, she's all over the news. Sounds like she's going to get the boot from her uh, power uh, seat in the hierarchy of the GOP. She's number three in the House. Uh, the question really comes down not so much that uh, should she be booted out of that position, because, you know, I'm pretty sure she should be. But the bigger question is, how the heck does she end up in that position? Who thought this was a good idea? Let me see. She's vehemently anti-Trump, who is the most popular Republican in the nation right now, has uh, told numerous falsehoods concerning Trump she started the uh, uh, and spread the phony Russian bounty story in the middle of the election in 2020. Uh, and I just read an article where she got 10 of the uh, former secretaries of defense to write the, the open letter condemning Trump for being a, a menace and a threat to our our, uh, constitution and our democracy, you know, this was, this was Liz Cheney, the number three GOP person in the Congress, man, if there was ever a time where you say to yourself with friends like this, who needs enemies? That's it. I mean, goodness gracious. It goes back to, as I've said numerous times, the Republicans make it dang near impossible to vote for them. They really, really do just pick some of the biggest stinkers in the world to be in charge. They're just venal, uh, dishonest, 
people that I wouldn't loan my car to, not alone let them make decisions on legislation that's going to start ruling my life. I mean, honestly, that, I think that should be a, a, a template or a uh, litmus test for every voter. You say to yourself, would I loan my car to this person and hope to get it back in good condition with a full tank of gas? And if you say, mm, I'm not so sure, you probably shouldn't vote for them. I mean, that's a pretty simple litmus test. I mean, you can, it's like, you know, you can say, well, I, would I let them babysit my grandkids? And if you say, no, then you probably don't want them in charge of anything, especially not of a position where they can dictate what's going on in our schools affecting uh, kids. And that brings us to uh, one of the topics I'm going to talk about today. I got a couple, three clips I want to play you. And uh, the first two clips have one thing in common. They're both uh, teachers of one sort or the other, and they're both crazy. They're both lunatics. The first one is a professor from Cypress College out in California. And she was um, doing a remote learning uh, type of thing, a Zoom, Zoom call, which they try to now call classes, which we call a joke. And, uh, she was talking to, or having a discussion with one of her students, uh, a guy named Brandon Ellis and he, and Ellis did a presentation, uh, concerning law enforcement. Now, let me read you here, uh, a little clip from an article about this, and then I'll play the clip. The unidentified Cypress college educator was apparently triggered Wednesday during a, during 19-year-old business major Brandon Ellis's Zoom presentation on cancel culture in the U.S., in which he noted how even animated kids' TV shows such as Paw Patrol have come under fire from unhinged cop haters. And there are a lot of cop haters out there, and it really is unhinged. Now, granted, I think we can all agree not every cop's a good guy. But the vast, 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 vast majority of them are good guys. They're trying to do the best job they can under incredibly difficult situations in normal times. Now it's dang near impossible for them to do their job at all. And the fact that cops are bailing left and right out of the, out of the profession should not come as a surprise to anyone else. And with that, the result being the incredible spike in uh, crime going on, especially in the big cities, violent crime. And, you know, there's one segment of the population that they've polled time and time again. If you talk to them, we'll say they want not less cops, but more cops. That's the lower end social economic community, uh, the black community, the Hispanic community, the people that they say cops are, uh, cops are targeting almost unanimously say, no, no, we actually want more cops, not less cops. It's only these lim uh, limousine liberals and, uh, and progressives and psychopaths out there. They're saying, no, no, we don't need cops. You know, we can have a social worker handle this. Really? Really? Yeah. I, I've, as you know, I've been in law enforcement for a vast majority of my adult life, worked with cops. My wife was a cop but my wife was also a social worker. And I can tell you 
those social workers are not going to do what the cop can do. And my wife can attest to that because she was a cop and she was a social worker. Doesn't, they don't really coincide. One has a completely different mission than the other. Are they in the same realm or same world? Yeah. But you wouldn't have an electrician laying the bricks on your house, nor would you have the bricklayer doing all the plumbing on your house. They're all in the same building trades, but they have different jobs, different purposes. You don't have a podiatrist doing brain surgery. Although they're medical doctors, you don't have one doing the other. All right. So let's, let's put that aside, but I just want to play you this clip of this, this uh, professor and uh, let you, let you hear how she thinks. Now you may have heard this before, but I've got a few comments I want to make afterwards. So what is your bottom line point? You're saying police officers should be revered, viewed as heroes. They belong on TV shows with children. That's I think they are happen. heroes in a sense because they come to your need and they come and help you and they have a problem just like every other business, but we should fix that. But I think business. they're, they're heroes. Well, they're I think that's the problem is looking at it as a business because they're actually supposed to protect and serve the people. They do the protect public. us. What do we call when we're in trouble and someone has a knife or a gun? We I call wouldn't call the police. the police. Why wouldn't you call the police? I don't trust them. My life's oh. in more Who danger you call? in their presence. Professor, who would you call? I wouldn't call anybody. Well, would you have, if I'm someone intruded your house off. with a gun, what would you, would you have a gun on you or no. who would you call? It's time to go. Time to go. We're done. And see, that's always the response. She was uh, forced to have to confront her lunacy. And instead of having some sort of uh, idea of how she would handle it, at least have a reason for her stance. She just shuts it down. No, time to go. We're done. We're not going to talk about it anymore, which tells you that she has no idea what the heck she's talking about. She has no plan. She's just talking to feel good and to virtue signal and to be all, you know, socially superior than this, this Neanderthal mouth breather who thinks the cops are good guys. I mean, honest to God. Now, here's the thing. Here's my thought. You know how they have the, uh, when you have telemarketers calling your phone all the time and you can call a number and have your number taken off all of the tele, uh, telemarketers uh, lists and they can't call you how to stop those, those pesky calls, I think they should do the same thing with 911 calls. They should have anybody like this professor who says, I wouldn't call the cops if someone broke in the house. They should put them on a list. They should opt into saying, okay, I'm going to put myself on the list that if I call, if this number, or if I call 911, I'm immediately, you know, booted off the call. Say, yeah, no problem. I wonder how many people like her would actually opt into that. Would they say, yeah, put me on the 911 do not respond list. Because if I call that number, if I call 911, I don't want anybody to respond. I wonder how many would do that. I'm pretty sure none. And I'm pretty sure she wouldn't. But, you know, she's all smug and proud of herself. Now, you got to see the video of it. She's, you know, she looks like she's maybe, maybe 30, probably not even that. And, uh, you know, she has probably zero life experience. 
and has almost no experience. Well, she's never probably been in any kind of violent situation or in a uh, situation of danger. And, but she does say that she says that even though she has people in her family who are cops, well, boy, I bet you she's real popular at the Thanksgiving dinner table with her stance. I mean, really, they may be cops and they may be part of her family. That doesn't necessarily mean they like her or talk to her. They probably think she's a whack, uh, whack job. And, you know, I think it's pretty reasonable to say she probably is. Yeah. What would you do? Well, yeah, you know, I wouldn't do anything. I, I don't trust the cops. Really, you don't trust the cops. You trust the guy that's broken to your house and is getting ready to violently maybe rape you for the next five hours, then kill you and steal all of your stuff. You you're more feel more safe with that guy than calling the cops. Not only is that not true, it just shows how stupid some of the people are that are teaching our kids. And that's what the problem is. We have kids that are being taught by idiots like this. And I'm sorry. Uh, we have to do something about this. We have to be able to fix this problem because if your kids are going to be going to school and being indoctrinated by these nutbags, then what's the point? You know, now I got to give this Brandon Ellis uh, credit. He was gutsy enough to challenge her knowing his grades online. And trust me, if this hadn't got the publicity that it did, she would have probably failed him. Now she's not going to now because she knows that it's a blowback. As a matter of fact, she's uh, had to take a leave of absence from her position because she made the school look so bad they probably said yeah we're gonna put you on admin leave for a while and then they'll just slowly quietly probably just get rid of her but she would have failed him but he was brave enough to stand up for what he believes in and put that information out there because he looks at it like this is crazy because i've served not only as a law enforcement officer but in the army for 10 years and i've known all kinds of people and all of them, you know, cops, military, firefighters, EMT, all of these guys, you know why they do it? They don't do it because they get rich. Cause trust me, they don't get rich. They do it because they have a sense of purpose and they want to serve people. Once again, as we all know, not everybody's perfect, but trust me, the cops make the right call 99% of the time. There's a few times where they screw up. There's no doubt, but let's be realistic. Uh, what happened in Minneapolis with Chauvin was the anomaly, not the norm, but they're trying to make the anomaly, the norm, or they're trying to tell you it's the norm because they're lying to you and they want to keep everybody separated and divided, which leads me to the next clip. I, I don't know if you've heard this clip. It's where a cop out, uh, LA, uh, County, uh, deputy, uh, pulls over a, uh, woman who was using her phone while driving. Now that's against the law in a lot of states to include California. So he pulled her over. He had a right to pull her over for that. She's an African American woman. And I just listen to how she talks to this cop. Now she has a small child in the car with her. While this is all going on, just think about how she is teaching her kids and other kids. 
Correct. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I wasn't while you're on driving. My phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. What's that? Hold that still for me. Okay, murderer. And that's it. Here you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box right a, there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's on the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. There you go, Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I'm a teacher. Oh. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, that would make you want, uh, you know, her to be your kid's teacher, right? Good God. How insulting, how racist on her part. Okay. They want to call everybody a racist. Uh, trust me. She's a racist. She's a racist because of what she was saying. I mean, honestly, now this, uh, deputy was, uh, Hispanic, possibly Mexican, Mexican American boy was, did she give him the business? calling him a racist and you're a Mexican racist and you're a Mexican. You'll never be white. Okay. Well, I guess is she saying that being white is what everyone wants to achieve? Uh, that's the goal to, of attainment that that's the pinnacle of beingness. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not what she's thinking. What she's trying to say is you're acting like a white man and only white men do this to black people it's which is just insane this guy would have pulled her over whether she is black white hispanic asian she broke the law and honestly the guy was he kept his cool and demeanor far better than uh, you know i would i mean i'm at that point in my life i know always did have a very low bs uh uh meter and uh it's even less now i just i'm so sick of nonsense i just don't want to hear it anymore but he he's professional and he acted professional and he took her her insults and aggression and just you know demeaning attitude and uh acted like a professional calling him a murderer a murderer now he never murdered anyone but he's a murderer and she just calls him. Now she's teaching her kid that this is good. And she's teaching your kids probably the same thing. Boy, I tell you, we better get a handle on this nonsense because <laughs> these people are freaking nuts and, uh, and it can't stand. It has to start with local school boards being taken over by right-minded sane people and then when they get the majority taking people like that out of the system and saying, you're done, you're done. This person, this woman should be fired immediately. She should never be allowed black back in a classroom ever again. Not because she's black, because she's stupid. They keep talking about their systemic racism. No, there's systemic stupidity in America right now. And we're being inundated by it. And this type of nonsense, it's just, Unbelievable, unbelievable. But they want to pit each other, all of us against each other. Now, why do they want to do that? Well, have you ever, ever hear the uh, 
axiom, divide and conquer. Isn't that what's happening right now? They got us all at each other's throats because by doing that, we're too distracted to realize that we have a dementia patient that's the president of the United States and that uh, our, our economy is being tanked. And we have this guy saying, well, you know, we're going to, you know, spend $6 trillion, but the, the, the top 1% will pay for this through taxes. Trust me, you take all of the money, not just the taxes, but all of the net worth of the top 1% in America, and it wouldn't add up to $6 trillion. They don't have that much money. $6 trillion is just such an astronomical amount. It, you can't even fathom it, uh, what a trillion is. Okay. A billion is a, is a, was it a million million dollars? A trillion is a million billion dollars. I mean, that's nuts. So you can take all the money that all of these guys have together and it wouldn't cover, but we're lied to by people like Biden and you know nancy pelosi and we're just like we're, we get numb to it because we're so busy being called racist or trying to prove we're not racist and teaching other people how to uh be uh you know ashamed of being what they are whether you're white black hispanic whatever and it keeps us in this royal because then we're too distracted to see that the real enemy the real numbskulls that we need to get rid of are the, all the guys that are in charge who happen to all be white with the exception of Kamala. Right. So, uh, with, along with that line, we have, uh, this, this, uh, woke corporations, you know, doing all of the bidding for the government. See, we talk about fascism. Fascism, uh, is where, you, the government takes over the total production or the, the Marxism is where they take over the production of the, the economy. Fascism is where they have control of the economy. They let uh, private industry still own it in, in name only, but they do the bidding of the government. And that's what's happening now, you know, with the mass mandate, you know, the government's saying, well, no, we don't have a mass mandate, but every company knows if they don't force you to wear a mask when you go into their establishment and do business with them, that they're going to get slammed by the federal government. So in essence, it is the government doing it. They're just using the corporations themselves as the tool to get this done. And they're doing the same thing with this critical race theory nonsense. So got an article here about Disney and Disney's promoting uh, critical race theory uh, through all of their, uh, their employees, which there's a lot of them. And, uh, I want to read you some of the things that Disney is doing. Now this is, uh, reported by a guy named Christopher Rufo. And, uh, he's done a lot of, uh, uh work on Disney and what's going on behind the scenes. So I'm going to read you some of the things that he put on Twitter talking about what's going on in their tr critical race training program at Disney. Says Scoop, the Walt Disney Corporation claims that America was founded on systemic racism, encourages employees to complete a white privilege checklist, 
and separates minorities into racially segregated affinity groups. I've obtained internal documents that will shock you. According to a trove of whistleblower materials, Disney has launched a diversity and inclusion program called Reimagine Tomorrow, which includes training on systematic racism, white privilege, white fragility, white saviors, microaggressions, and anti-racism. Disney claims that America has a long history of systemic racism and transphobia and tells employees they must take ownership of educating yourself about structural anti-black racism and not rely on your black colleagues to educate you, which is emotionally taxing. White employees are told to work through feelings of guilt and shame and defensiveness to understand what is beneath them and what needs to be healed. They must listen with empathy to black colleagues and not question or debate black colleagues' life lived experiences. Disney tells employees they should reject equality or equal treatment and instead strive for equity and the equality of outcome. They must reflect on America's racist infrastructure and think carefully about whether or not their wealth is derived from racism. Disney sponsored the creation of a 21-day racial equity and social justice challenge and recommends it to employees. The challenge begins with a lesson on systemic racism and tells participants that they have been all been raised in a society that elevates white culture over others. Next, participants are asked to complete a white privilege checklist. Quote, I am white. I am heterosexual. I am a man. I still identify as the gender I was born in. I have never been raped. I don't rely on public transportation. And I've never been called a terrorist. Jeez, this is uh, crazy stuff. Finally, participants are told they must pivot from white dominant culture to something different. The document claims that competition, individualism, timeliness, and comprehensiveness are white dominant values that perpetuate white supremacy culture. Disney Disney recommends that employees read a how-to guide called 75 Things White People Can Do for Racial Justice. The article tells readers to defund the police, participate in reparations, decolonize your bookshelf, and find and join a local white space. Whatever the heck that is. Finally, Disney has launched racially segregated affinity groups for minority employees with the goals of achieving culturally authentic insights. The Latino group was called Ola, the Asian group was named Compass, and the black group was named Wakanda. Racist much? I mean, honest to God, is that not the craziest stuff in the world? I mean, and... What they're saying is, is we don't want to use merit. Hard work shouldn't count. And no matter how hard you work, it, we're going to promote and uh, look at people through a prism of color. That's the only thing we're going to look at. We're going to look at you and say, okay, you're a certain melatonin level. So you get this or, or you don't get this. You get this promotion. You get this job. You get this raise or you don't. Now, if that's not racist on just the face of it, I don't know what is. 
Whatever happened to El, uh, Martin Luther King's b belief that you know I don't want to be judged on the color of my skin, but by the character, my character. They are saying, yeah, character doesn't count. Hard work doesn't count. Uh, what you can do, your ability, and what you've done in the past doesn't count. We look strictly at your skin color. And oh, by the way, we're going to actually segregate you guys. Uh, we're going to put all the black in the Wakanda group all the Asians in compass and all the Latinos in the Ola group because Ola, you know, we, we have to be culturally sensitive. That's why we use the words Wakanda and Ola. I mean, good Lord. Why didn't they uh, use the, for the Asians, uh, the name to group chop suey. And I mean, honestly, it couldn't have been any more racist than the other two. It, it is insane, but you know, uh, all of us made our money and we've achieved our wealth through, uh, white supremacy, even very rich black people like, uh, I don't know, Oprah Winfrey, Kanye West, uh, who else, you know, you name it. Yes. They got it because of their white supremacy. Oh, wait, they're not white. Yeah. Scratch that. We really need to move on from this nonsense. And along with that, I, uh, received a copy of a letter from the Stanley Black and Decker company concerning, you know, uh, inclusivity and, uh, uh, white versus black and all this stuff. And now Stanley Black Decker, they're the guys that make the Stanley tools, the black and Decker tools. And, uh, they sent out a letter to all of their employees. And I'm going to read you parts of it and, you know, see what you think. Because I've got some feelings on it, and some of the people that work there have some feelings on it. And uh, I just want you to hear what something like, you know, as work a day as Stanley Tools or Black & Decker, this is where we're at. Okay, it says, says here, this is from the company newsletter from SBD. It says, supporting inclusivity for all, dedicated day for hope and healing. The outcome of the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd provides some relief from the Floyd family for the black community and for responsible people across America. A sense that justice and fairness for all is a possibility. We know we still have a long way to go to solve the systemic racist injustice that is embedded in our system. But as George Floyd brother, uh, felonious, <laughs> felonious said in response to the verdict today we are able to breathe again and so can we yet there is still much work ahead to adjust to address address racial justice so just this first uh, paragraph okay they, they're they're saying that uh, justice and fairness for all is a possibility They, they say that like, uh, that's in doubt. Of course it's not in doubt. It's of course there's a possibility and it's there by and large. They make it sound like, well, this is just like seeing Bigfoot. You just never see this occur, which is just nonsense. And, uh, and they, they say America is a systemic racist country. We keep hearing this over and over again. And as I've said before, you want to see racism, 
go overseas, go to another country other than America. You'll see racism and it's going to be overt. They don't make a, a bones about it. And not like America. America is probably the least racist country you're ever going to be in. Just, Hey, do this, go someplace else and see how that is for a month or so. And you'll, you'll see racism. So to say we're a racist country is insane. As I've pointed out in the past, racist countries don't elect black presidents to two terms or a black female vice president just doesn't happen. A systemic racist country doesn't have someone like Oprah Winfrey become a billionaire and uh, Kanye West and a variety of other uh, African-American Hispanic people that have become incredibly wealthy. Why'd they become wealthy? Because they had talent. They had drive. They worked their butt off. They had some breaks and they took opportunities and took chances. So this, you know, nonsense is, it's insulting in the, in the least, you know, in a, in a minimum, it's a very insulting uh, idea that they're putting forth. So in the spirit of recognizing all you do to support one another and the company's purpose of values, we are hosting a day of hope and healing, a company-wide day off on Friday, June 18th, in honor of George Floyd and those who have lost their lives or been victims of violence. This day is a reflection at the end of the African Ancestry Network's week of service leads into Juneteenth on Saturday, June 19th, also known as Freedom Day. Juneteenth recognizes the emancipation of those who had been enslaved in the United States. Our intent for this is a, to be a day of rest and reflection, a day to demonstrate that we care about you and your communities. It is a day to remind ourselves of our collective accomplishments, large and small, and to ponder the hard work that lies ahead to make our society better, safer, and more just place to live. It's a day to, for you to rest and refresh as we enter what we hope to be the late stages of the pandemic. Now, all of that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But when you come at it from everybody's racist, even if you don't know you're a racist, you're a racist, is just insane. The, the premise of what they're saying is what I have a problem with. So there's some uh, comments that uh, came back from this from employees. And I must uh, read you uh, or give you a, a taste of some of the comments in here. Now, there was one guy that talked about that you know, he had a long-term uh, military experience and that he had worked with nationalities of all different colors and creeds and backgrounds throughout his career and that he had worked in a lot of in the military and in his uh, manufacturing life in a lot of different states and countries and facilities. And that he'd been a team leader and a supervisor and such for many years. And he says that I, he finds it odd that... Uh, that he's not seen or experienced the injustices that are spoken of here. He did say that he's received a mild dose of what some call a reverse action or reverse racism, which is just racism in itself, which is true. And he talks about how he feels very insulted that he's being lumped in with all the bad actors. Cause of course there's bad actors in the world. There's no doubt about that. But just because I happen to be the same skin tone as another bad actor 
doesn't mean that I'm a bad guy too. And I'm guilty of the same things he is no more than a black man is guilty of being a bad person just because another black person has committed the crime. It's that's not how the world works. It's insanity. And we need to stop this. We need to get over this nonsense. I mean, because we're hurting ourselves, we're hurting our country and we need to come together and work together, not be working against each other. And it's just getting very tedious and tiresome. And, uh, you know, I think we can do better than that. So crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. That's right. We are all stocked up here. And they need to stop selling, trying to sell us crazy because they really, really are trying to sell us crazy. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the day. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you listening. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, please subscribe. If you haven't left a uh, rate and review, please do that. I'd appreciate that. And, you know, share this with your friends. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. Uh, we try to build the audience all the time. The more people hear us, the better it is, because I think these are things that need to be put out there and get people thinking and try to get our country back because this is the greatest country in the world and we don't want to lose it. And uh, we can take it back, but we all have to step up and do our part. And with that, I will see you guys next week.